Hello, everybody. Another week, another Dreadful Talk podcast. Um, man, episode 25 this week. Um, quarter of a century, you know, quarter of a way to 100. It's a nice little milestone, you know. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm, uh, it's, it's, you know, makes me happy. Episode 25 of Dreadful Talk. I do have a guest this week, so no more crazy stories of my family drama for y'all. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I, I do got a guest this week. He'll be joining us here very shortly. And, um, I wanna, I wanna make sure he's on here before I introduce him. But um, no sponsors this week, so sponsor slots are available if you're interested in sponsoring Dreadful Talk podcast or the Beefy Boys breakdown. You know you can definitely shoot us a DM on very reasonable prices. You can get locked in at a good rate. You know because um, these rates will be going up. So definitely get while the getting's good, y'all. And uh, I said my guest will be joining us here shortly. Give you a little hint. It's a guest. Um, he has his. He has his own podcast. It's another podcast I'm having on. So, not just another one of my stone buddies. <laughs> and um, but yeah, we'll be getting him on soon. We are looking for sponsors. We do have a few more of the Beefy Boys Breakdown shirts available to purchase. Um, mostly the smaller size, but I think we have at least one of every size left. We might be out of extra larges, but um, everything else. I think we're running low on larges. Got a few double X's left, but the smalls and mediums we got on deck uh, make a great gift, you know. Um, even if people don't know what the show is, it's a cool ass shirt, it's a comfortable ass shirt. Um, but yeah, we're shipping nationwide. Um, socials you know you can follow me at dreadful talk dom on instagram on twitter um you can follow me uh you can follow at beefy breakdown on twitter and here we go the man of the hour let's get him on here Hello, my guy. Can you hear me eating or drinking, or can you hear me at all? Yeah, no, I can hear you. Um, you mind flipping that phone sideways real quick, and then um, we'll be. Oh, I don't. Perfect. All right, it's leaning up against uh, Chadwick Boseman. Oh yeah, behind I it, I got, I got Black Panther uh, facing the monitor. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, I'm doing great, brother. R.I.P. to the great Chadwick Bozeman. And, um, yeah, so this week I got the great Aaron Meredith on, host of More on That podcast. And, um, yeah, he was so kind as to have me on his show and, and reach out and really just, um, you know, do me, do me the pleasure of introducing himself to me. And it's, it's been great knowing him. And um, so he, he was nice enough to return the favor and come on my show. And, um, yeah, welcome to the show, Aaron. Hey, thank you very much, uh you know, you sell a lot of nice and kind things. I will, uh, I'll send a payment, Facebook, uh, Facebook payments when we're done with this. There you go. Cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man. So, um, I, you know, I wanted just to introduce you. We'll let you kind of introduce yourself. 
tell viewers, you know, where they can find your podcast, what your podcast is about, that type of thing. And, um, and then we can get there we go, brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, do your thing. Show, you know, shout out anything you want to shout out. I'm taking this playbook cool. out of his. I'm taking this play out of his playbook, by the way. I he he did this when I came on his show, and I was like, what a great way to start a podcast. Yeah. So you got to learn from you got to learn from each other, right, man? But I appreciate you. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, you can find me on Facebook. That's where I found you, uh, Dominic. Uh, yeah. And it was a good time. I, I appreciate you having on your segments. Uh, We'll be in season two. We're going to do that December 22nd. Coming up. Uh, we're going to start season two, December 3rd. Yeah. So um, you can find me on Facebook, more on that vlog. Instagrams, more on that podcast. And uh, Twitter.com, more on that show. Uh, cool. More on that in a moment is my family's, my, since I represent my family, it's our family's testimony, right? Like I'm being, just being human, being imperfect and the, the catch to that is we happen to be Christian. Yeah. Which at, at times isn't always the greatest stance, but we're imperfect. And it's just our testimony on just trying to live life. Nobody's perfect. Uh, when it comes to bringing guests on, every and anybody is welcome because I believe it's uh, my purpose because of my faith to hashtag connect and hashtag plant seeds. Look what happened with you and I, right? Mm -hmm. West Coast, Appalachia, right? Yep. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't tend to trust people who don't turn their furnaces on. <laughs> we wouldn't even know what a furnace is out here, brother. <laughs> but you got Middle America, Oklahoma in your belt, right? So yes, I do, yep. No matter, no matter where you go, sir, you're a good old boy, and I appreciated the, uh, the relationship, uh, the, this podcast relationship. Yeah. You know, you, know, you know, ours is simple and it's tiny, but – how many times over and over and over in the past year, 18 months, that little connections like this just happen and beauty comes from that. Um, being a fan of your podcast, I know you like burritos. I know yeah. you like taco trucks. Definitely. And uh, that was one of the things that was one of the things that hooked me, man. I like food, right? Like we yeah, both got yeah. bellies. Yeah. Definitely. Right. So, so yeah, man. Uh, so uh, I appreciate being on and uh, uh, I'm, I'm here for the next 47 minutes. So, yeah, yeah, for what's sure. up? yeah, yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, all, all my viewers, all my listeners, go check out more on that podcast on those platforms that that he listened. Great dude, and um, yeah, man. So thanks for coming on. And I just wanted to kind of, you know, talk just kind of podcasting in general. Um, I've had one other podcaster on, and he was more new to the game than than either of us. So, so as somebody you know who's been doing it a little longer, you know, I just kind of wanted to talk kind of podcasting in general, one podcaster to another, that's going to be kind of a lot of the focus because it's just like we're, we're at this kind of intersection in history where like on one hand, podcasts have never been more popular. In a lot of ways, they're taking over conventional media. And then on the other hand, they're still kind of niche in a lot. There's a huge segment of the U.S. population that like doesn't even know what the hell the word podcast means. They're like, oh, did you mean to say broadcast? Like, no, no, podcast. Like, and so uh, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to like get your take on maybe like the state of podcasting. And, and as somebody who's probably you know witnessed kind of like the humble beginnings and its ascension, just kind of like where where it started and where is it yeah. at, man? I, I, you know what? You know why your show isn't success? Because because of that great backhanded compliment of saying 
Dude, you're as old as dirt. I know you know. <laughs> yeah, well, my no, no, next I, question was going to be like, what does the texture of a woolly mammoth feel like on your hands? So, like, <laughs> uh, I'm, here, I'm here for these first, first-hand eyewitness accounts, brother. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to I'll have to dig into the stone tablet. Give me a moment. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, no, I appreciate the context of our conversation today because hashtag medication. I support it. Good for you. Yes, sir. Um, so, you know, I got to work in radio, but before that, I was a fan. of – Oh no! We're good. We're good. Good. We're, yeah, Here we go. No, no worries. Yeah, so I was a fan of, like, uh, radio, talk radio at about the age eight or nine. I remember I had a box radio on top of my dresser. Yeah, nice. Uh, and, and I was born in 1976. You can do the math. Okay. So, okay. So, and uh, I had been given uh, a microphone that would transmit to AM frequencies. Oh, wow. Right? It had to be very close. Like you said, I was I was also around for the invention of the wheel. Uh, more on that in a moment. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? More on that in a moment. All more right. on that, baby. Uh, I love it. That's right. So, um, so I fell in love with radio then. Um, I've always been like some type of performer. There's trauma in my past, yeah. and I think that's where I think that's where that diversion came from. I was always trying to be funny, impersonating comedians. Um, my dad let me listen to George Carlin. He let me oh, listen to Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Uh, okay, so um, uh, I've always been like an entertainer type guy. I moved to Arkansas in 2001, right after 9-11. Okay. I was following my now ex-wife. Okay. What a story that is. Uh, and I, I, <laughs> right. Um, I just latched on AM radio wherever I go. I became a fan of a show, and I just started prank calling as Detective Dick Fitzwell of the Little Rock Police Department. <laughs> that is really I love that. Right. So, so I, I just I just started coming up with bits, right? Like, uh, like, like a theater of the mind stuff. Yeah, this is Detective Dick Fitzwell. I wanna. I want to call about uh, some stolen listeners of the other uh, stations. Like that's how I built. That's how I built the friendship. That's awesome. These guys, these guys invited me on to their show. My nickname was the Yankee. Okay. It was my first experience with brick and mortar. Oh, my dream job. Yes. I had so much fun. Right. That's um, awesome. uh, one great experience, John Daly. I got to drink whiskey with him and, Play his ten thousand dollar guitar. Okay. Oh wow! That, so, that is a cool story. Yes, yes, yes. The only time I've ever seen anybody smoke in studio. <laughs> so the state. So, so I worked until about two thousand and eight. Family issues. Yeah. Uh, like I like I referenced my ex wife now. Uh, and so um, I I have I've had the opportunity to go back into radio and the lifestyle that I lived, Dominic. I, I don't want to be a part of anymore. Yeah, no, and I'm sure it's different, but that's something I can relate to. You know, just making a making a change for the better. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. So, um, I, like I said, I believe God put me here to connect. So, I started to do a little recording podcasting on Anchor in like mid 2018. It fell oh. off after like four or five things because 
I was only using the phone? Yeah, yeah. I've received blessings in the last year and a half that allows me to, to now have this moment, right? Uh, I have a podcast because I want to share and I want to connect. Yeah. And you were talking about, you were talking about niche markets. Think about how dead terrestrial radio is now. Terrestrial radio is um, watered down crappy music or hateful political talk. So you have FM, which is watered down music. Really? I mean, because that's all they pump into you. You got to go social media. You got to go internet to find better music than what they try to pump our heads with. Yeah, yeah. Podcast, podcast has trillions of niche markets. Yeah. Everybody, there's something for everybody. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm in. It, I'm in. It, I'm in it to share my experience. You're in it to share good food. You're in it to share uh, the beefy boy breakdown where you talk about fights, like. We find, we feel like people are listening to what we genuinely want to share, right? Yeah. You, you, have a pa you have a passion for burritos and butt kicking, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that's me, man. Uh, the old double Bs, man. But, uh, but yeah, though, connecting. You, you literally just made me set my notebook down because, like, that was, like, my, like, next four things I had written down. Like, you just transitioned all of it. I was like, I was like, I was like man, this guy knows his stuff. So, so yeah. Like literally, what I wanted to talk about also was like, because some people swear by it that you know, like radio's not going anywhere and that it's all—it's never been better. But also, like, it's kind of hard to ignore all those things that you just said, like, like the, um, like the the watered down crappy music. I mean, hardly anybody nowadays like really likes listening to radio music. Like everybody has their own playlist that they listen to when they get home on their Wi-Fi. Or, or whatever, you know what I mean? And then, you know, all the, the like, 50-50, it seems like a 50% commercial, 50%, like, music ratio. Um, and then, and then, and then, so, and then, but, yeah, podcast, it does seem to be, like, this intersection, right? Like, this point in time where, like, podcasts are kind of overtaking the, the conventional media. Like, uh, I, I know I know a lot of, like, Joe Rogan's guests have talked about it, like, like they'll get more views going on Joe Rogan's podcast than they will on their like primetime Fox network TV show or, or whatever the case may be, you know, whatever traditional platform that they're like more known for, they'll get more views and airtime and clicks and followers and all that from being on podcasts. Well, I'll tell you, Joe Rogan is commanding a huge amount of money to be on Spotify. Um, he is, this generation's Howard Stern. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I sort of have an interacting story with Sirius 101, Howard Stern. Yeah. Bubba the Love Sponge. Um, I've been, I've been involved in FCC investigation out of Tampa. Right. Uh, that was 2005. That was the heyday. That's, Again, more on that in a moment. Come check out my vlog podcast. Uh, Dominic will tell you more about it or give you throw up a link here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so when it comes to the when when it comes to the podcast, there is an intersection. People are making connections. Um, when I talk about planting seeds, hashtag planting seeds on our podcast, it, it's it's to uh, start a conversation about God, but I'm not in your face about it, right? Like, yeah. like. 
Like you, I'm not going to beat you about it. Made me feel like uncomfortable or pressured or like I'm at like church camp or anything like that. <laughs> and I, and I and I still share with you, right? Yeah, like, totally, like yeah. it, uh, right. Cool. So I believe that's what that's what my intersection is with everybody that I meet. You again, your passion as of now is burritos and butt kicking. Um, there's these splinter connections that are made that that it's going to change the world, Dominic. It's yeah. going to change the world. And, and I think the most powerful thing that I see coming out of podcast is like this agreement that, that authentic is better. Like this, 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 this general consensus that we're coming to that we're like, yeah, we've all been like playing this game the last 40 years where we all try to like pretend we're a certain way or act quote unquote normal like I feel like the the word normal in 2020 almost has lost all meaning. Like like there almost isn't a normal. Like it's that and and like you said, like the different niche people can find for what them. So like, I feel like there's been like an invisible barrier, or like that we've all agreed to stop like acting this certain way. That like I'm not saying podcasts are the only like sole reason for that, but it's almost been like you. a I great like conduit to kind of like express that. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, we we hooked up on uh, Facebook, but here we are on Instagram. So, like, I'm always looking for another safe place. Like, hey, oh, let me ask you something. Yeah, let me yeah. flip it. Did you did you uh, get into any of that parlor talk? Like, like uh, we're gonna we're gonna go over to the so, the new social platform parlor and. Actually, that's funny that you bring bring it up. I actually made like a pretty like I guess controversial Facebook post where I was saying how, like, I actually think a lot of the broad like like when you look at Parlor on a macro scale, not a zoomed in micro scale, like like some broad concepts that they're introducing, I actually like a lot of those concepts, like about not selling the data and not having biased algorithms and um. And just essentially more protection of freedom of speech. Super for all, right. all that. Super for all that. But obviously, and maybe this is, I, I've never been on there personally, but what they're trying to tell us about is that it's being used by all these alt-right groups and stuff. So maybe like it's one of those things where like, I think I like the tool, but maybe people potentially may be using the tool wrong. Or it's like hammer is a great tool, but if you use it to hit somebody, it can be a bad thing. Like that's kind of my feelings yeah. on Parler. Yeah, improper in its application, although the purpose, you know, is there. Yeah, I, I didn't switch. I thought it was a big hokey thing. And just like you said, I also read uh, dribblings in the news, which I'm very selective on what I read yeah. on the Internet. Um, and unfortunately I, unfortunately, I still enjoy reading a hard physical newspaper, but it's outrageous they want to charge me $3 for a one-sided portrayal that's yeah. why the death of paper the death of actual physical newspaper is gone yeah. it's gonna be transitioned into toilet paper dominic yeah do you have your toilet paper do you I have all your toilet paper sir? i have a leftover surplus from the last shutdown i really do i yeah i i, I have water and toilet paper like i we man because I, I just a little if you can't tell 
I, I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. And so whenever this shit first went down, I was like, oh, this is the real one. I was like, this is that okay. shit. And, like, and so, man, I stocked up. I went and tried to – I got – well, I tried to get a bunch of ammo. Good luck doing that in California. Jesus Christ, what a nightmare. But uh, – but but yeah, like I I thought I thought it was like a real enchilada. So yeah, I I actually all jokes aside, still have like some surplus. I under I understand the uh the the handgun personal ammo issue. I find it the smart play to make. How do I say this? Distance causing packages. <laughs> So that I can save on on my precise ammo. Okay. Build bombs. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Build yeah. bombs, though, man. But yeah, you're safe. <laughs> yeah, man. You got the call in the airplane. Well, and like and like going back to the parlor, like I said, like while I agree with a lot of the principles, I don't think really as of now that's my target audience like i don't think they want to hear from some california bay area dude with dreadlocks on parlor like from whatever i don't know but but like i said i I, i'm interested to see the future of it because like right now like i said it's got a lot of bad press and it's being used by seemingly one type of person but moving forward projecting forward especially you know as like kind of the election moves past and everybody gets their panties out of a bunch which hopefully is what happens and, and we and like uh, I think that I think that maybe going forward the platform can maybe be used by both sides or just I don't know in a more productive way like because I do think a lot of the things the traditional social media companies are doing are like sketchy like like I I mean I'm not fully on board but as of now you know I I do it's a great tool and I've been using it for years and like let's face it I'm addicted to it so like, I mean. It's, but it's, I, 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 like I said, big picture wise, I think I like what Parler's trying to do. I just hope that they're doing it for the right reasons because it's like, I love free speech, but I also don't like Nazis. So it's like. <laughs> that, you know what, those, those two go hand in hand. If, if you don't like free speech, chances are you might be an aficionado of, uh, of the Nazis. Well, and but that, you said. Yeah, go ahead, brother. You you said when people are done getting their panties in a bunch, and I looked at my imaginary uh, i i Apple Watch gimmick thing. I don't think that's ever going to happen, man. Um, everybody is offended, and the problem with this is they they believe because they're offended, they're right. So it's almost. Uh, I think. I mean, I know you're like 32 years younger than I am. I'm like 104, but. <laughs> It, it's it's connections to interactions like this that w- that will that will help uh, people get their panties out of a bunch, but I, I just don't think that's anytime soon. There, so many people are in their fields. Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, I, I, that's I, I, I feel you. That that's I get I I, I get kind of I go back and forth on that all the time because some days. Maybe it's just what I happen to see on social media that day or whatever. I'm just like, oh, we're too far gone. Like, there, there is a wide fissure between the right and the left and just, you know, different segments of this country. And then, and then, but then some days, like, you know, like, like, and I've had guests, like, I, I, and I go out of my way to do this. Like, I'll have, like, kind of more country guys or more right-wing guys 
on my podcast to kind of make a point that like it's not like necessarily worth giving up on and that it's in that in that like you know progress can be made and that it's not a lost cause but I do have my days where I'm just like man like like you know what I'm saying the damage is done this is like some like bloods and crips thing at this point <laughs> well if that's the case we need to put an album out because I, I think the Bloods and Crips put an album out in the very early 90s. I believe I was in ninth grade. <laughs> I'm being serious. We're both the wrong <laughs> colors, too. We better be careful. But, not, uh, but yeah, just like I feel you. So some days I do feel that way, that it's too far gone. But I also feel like, and, and like I said, I mean, I'm by no means a political expert or anything. I, but I am also. I am, Me neither. But, I, but I'm kind of like a people expert, I like to think of myself as. And I and. and and I can honestly say, like, and this isn't a political take, this is more like a sociological take or like an anthropological take, that people acted different under Donald Trump. Like, like, there, like there was a different, like, and, and maybe I'm even saying both sides, but like people in general behaved differently, I feel like. I, I, so I'm a registered Republican. Yeah, yeah. Um, on my on my vlogcast, uh, the first guest I had, season one, was uh, my council person, Jeremy Blake. Oh, cool. Black, Democrat. And we have very differing. Hi, guys. Hi. Be quiet. Sorry, man. I got no, they at home from school. Say hi. Say hi. Hi. Hello. Okay, say hi, me, Mom. Hi. Okay, let me finish this. When I'm done, I'll come out. Yes? I like you. I like you. Okay, go. I'll be out in a little bit. I love you. I love you. Eating them uh, Uncrustables I pulled out oh, from the freezer. Those that's are so that good. good stuff. Yeah, that's that, that's that elite kid-level snack. Right. Um, tell me where I left off because they you, totally blew me out. Oh, no, you're saying you're saying registered Republican, but you, you're, one of your first guests was like your um, Democratic African-American um, council member, I believe you were saying. Right, right. We're friends. Thank you. We're friends. But uh, there's a decision in our lives where we differ one hundred. I like, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's those type of attitudes that need to be shown more, like the willingness to come together, yeah, and attempt to understand. Like like we are fundamentally on different parts of of, of this disagreement, but it's not really a disagreement because we are friends, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And it didn't. It didn't take long to foster this friendship. I met him when I moved to this area, and he's been involved in every social outreach thing that I've been involved in. That shows a bit about character, and I don't care what color, who you love, who you vote for. Yeah, as, yeah. Long, as long as we can connect, connect on a mutual field, there's, there's room to work, right? These podcasts, yeah. what you're doing is great. Yeah, yeah, and I exactly. I would love my podcast to be the, like, proverbial playing field on which – parties can come together and, and like because like I don't know man like like I said I mean I, I lean left on a lot of things but I also like see a lot of the hypocrisy that comes from the left as well and, and I and, and then like the same thing like like I, I'm very like pro second amendment so that's usually where me and the right wing come together and like uh but yeah man I also I also believe that you, you know I like I'm a skeptical human being like I said I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist so like just by nature, I take everything with a grain of salt. Like I'm, 
I, I, I try sure. not to just, like, hook, line, and sinker stuff. Like, even something I like, I, I try to, like, you know, ease off the gas a little bit. I don't try to just go steaming, full steam ahead down, like, I don't know. I like to kind of just pump my brakes. Like, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit skeptical. So, that's I, I and I respect people who are also like that. Like, anybody who's just, like, regurgitating party lines or just, like, like clearly uh. not – yeah, like not showing signs of free thought and like free will. You know what I mean? It's it's just disgusting to me. Free free thought is important. Uh, group think is incredibly bad. Uh, you know, and and again, everything with a grain of salt. You you nailed three important points. That's good. That's yeah. good. That's that's how we should all operate. Yeah, definitely, brother. And, and yeah, I'm, I don't know. I guess we'll kind of steer the conversation back, kind of towards the original course. Um, do Do you have any um, Do you have any like specific podcasters that you like look up to, or that like you know that inspire you, or like you know what I mean? Do you sure. also, some of what are your, some of your favorites? Sure. So um, I, I gotta tell you, the guys that I met that gave me my first paid break. The guy that said, you've got it. I'll take you wherever I go. There are snakes in the grass in this business. Those are the things that he told me. His name is Justin Barkley. Uh, he, uh, he now does work for the blaze. You can find him on air uh, in Grand Rapids. Uh, this guy is a fighter and um, uh, that's my mentor. And that's who, who inspired me broadcasting uh, the, the big ones. Uh, I still listen to Rush Limbaugh. Okay. Uh, I I like the Alex Jones show, Infowars. There's hey. a guy named Owen. There's a guy named Owen Schroyer. I'm pretty sure we could be friends. Sometimes I have to tell him to hush it up. Yeah. Sometimes he might tell me to toughen up. Um, and when it comes to podcasts, I I'm a sucker for watching. Uh, I, I do I do me like theater of the mind. My podcast, if I'm listening to them, they have to be very uh, they have to, theater of the mind. They have to be very detailed, right? Uh, that's that's where that's why people fell in love with terrestrial radio. When it, you know, look at all the shows that were on on and before television. Now I'll tell you uh, real quick, podcasting is going to that. Look who has the look who holds the market really? iHeartMedia and also Spotify and all that. Like there are podcasts that are actual shows reminiscent of the forties, but dealing with today's yeah. topics. Yeah. I, I think that's going to be big because let's just say Dominic does something like that, right? And puts a little bit of effort into it. That's the same thing as people filming their own uh, reality shows and then yep. shopping them to things. So I, I, that was a big circle back. I apologize, but I, I oh, no. forgot it when no, no, you that's brought cool, it up. Man. Yeah. But I, I like the randomness of podcasts to answer your question. So there's yeah, not yeah. one specific. I, I just want to throw out a couple of people that inspired me. And get to that. No, no, for sure. Thank you so much. Phenomenal answer. Phenomenal answer. I, but I got to go down this Alex Jones rabbit hole with you because it's just super fun to do. Uh, so I got asked, like, when, when you listen to Alex Jones, because, like, I, I, I gotta say, I used to listen to him more than I did. I still do, but like, I find him like hilarious and like a guy that I would want to like drink with. Like, like okay, the, do, you, do you like like what lens do you consume Alex Jones through? It's just I'm, I'm curious because I I find him like awesome and like his stories and like 
his ability to go down rabbit holes is just unmatched. That right there, that's my crazy uncle Alex. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I'm in, tr whenever, whenever I'm trouble and I need a bona fide source on if I'm that shit crazy, he's my barometer. Um, oh no, that's a terrible barometer for bad shit crazy. No, 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 no. Like if I think um, he's just fine, but I can't spend, I can't stay at his house all month, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. That's my crazy uncle Alex, man. He is fun to go out with. He pays for everything. His bodyguard's always with us, so I ain't got no problems. And boy, can he talk some shit and back it up? But yeah, yeah. I gotta go home. I gotta go home most of the time because. He's out there, and I can't hang. But, yeah, I, I, I'm good with him. I, I like Harrison, the uh, guy with the glasses. Okay. It's on his show. He's, like, like, evening time. Very cool, very calm, snarky and smart-assy. Okay. He's, like, he's, like he's like Tucker Carlson, but um, a little bit more. Just go check him out. Okay, so, so no, that's good, because Alex definitely needs somebody to counter his wild man. But, uh, but yeah, no, I'm yeah, really yeah. – like I, I mainly know Alex Jones from like him going on Rogan and like and like and like him going on other podcasts and, and things like that. And like I would just always like watch like little like conspiracy videos and stuff. And I don't know. I I, I love going down a nice wormhole or rabbit hole. And, and and I feel like nobody's better at that. Maybe too much, but nobody's better at that than Alex Jones for sure. But and also kudos to you. In this world where everybody's just like, I don't know, scared of their own shadow. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of weenies out there that wouldn't have put themselves out there saying they're like, they like Alex Jones. So stand, stand by what you believe in, man. We need more of that today. Um, do, do you think that – oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Flex on them. Uh, do you think that – and this is, this is going to be kind of, you know, self-reflective too because we could fall in this category – do you think that like podcasting is getting like oversaturated? Like because it is it has never been easier to do and any jerk off with an iPhone, i.e. me, uh, can can make a podcast. Uh like like yeah, like but like I, I personally think it's a great thing. But like do you do you see oversaturation being a problem? No, I, I think I think that it's it's good right now since it's in the, you know, really it's in its baby infancy stages. Like 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 I prefaced earlier, shows like this, hosts like you, um, somebody will find that marketable, right? And and hey, um, I'll go ahead and give you twenty five thousand dollars for uh, I don't know twenty five episodes of Easy Boy Breakdown. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's good to have all these tiny niches, like you said, way back in the beginning of this. Yeah, um, yeah. Because it gives a it's a it's a huge sampling now. When people start getting paid real big money for whatever comes out of this, you're going to see a bottleneck, right? And people yeah. aren't going to care as much anymore. That's, that's when I think we jump the shark. But I don't think it's right now. So let's take advantage of it. Shout out to my beefy brother watching right now, uh, Harrison. My, my, hey, my, my partner on Beefy Boys Breakdown, he, he's tuning in. Shout out Harrison underscore Madden if you want to give him a follow. Um, but, yeah, um, so, man. We, I want to, I want to talk about another little, you know, fun difference in cultures real quick, just because, uh, you know, I, you're my first ever guest from Ohio, as you mentioned. We're, I'm on the West Coast. You're, you're in, in, in Ohio, and, and I just like, 
what are some things, because I've never been to Ohio. I'm assuming most of my listeners and viewers have never been to Ohio. What, what, are, what are some things you wouldn't expect? Like, like what's it even like? Like, because I don't, I don't even have, you know, some places you have a mental image of, and, it, and a lot of times that mental image is wrong, but you at least have a mental image of what a place might be like. Like, I have no clue where to even begin with Ohio. Like, what's it like out there, man? All right, I'm going to give you the the true blue Ohio definition. Okay. Uh, Ohio is Ohio is oh, the the Ohio State University. That's it. Really, that that's okay, what somebody that, would tell that, you. That's one of the few things I do think of. Like when I think of Ohio, I do I think of like obviously like the major pro sports teams in like Ohio State and like. Uh, we we have Ohio to me is uh is family. Right. Okay. Yeah. Really, where it's been my home base throughout all the moves. Um, Ohio to me is all five, all four seasons within thirty days at any time of the year. It seems at times. That reminds me um, of Oklahoma a little bit. Uh, Ohio to me is is close to better vacation spots because there's none really here. You're right. Um, You're right. Uh, uh, Ohio to me is the free she's Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati. If you want to enjoy it, if you want to enjoy 48 hours, you only got to go from here to there to there. How far apart are those cities? Roughly about an hour and a half from each. Yeah. yeah that, that's not bad at all. I think that's about the same as like Oklahoma city to Tulsa. Um, yeah. Three and about three and a half hour trip from bottom to top. Okay. And then, and then one in the middle. And we got we have every sport here. We now have hockey. We have the Columbus, we have the Blue Jackets, the Columbus Crew, the Cincinnati Reds, the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland baseball team. Are we allowed to say Indians? Are they I still? I, think I don't still, know. I think I think they're having a fire sale. So you got to get one of the getting's good. I think you got about another six months of saying it. So <laughs> I'm so I'm so damn worried about uh, cancel culture. Please don't cancel us. Yeah, I think you know you know where Cleveland. I, I guess you could say went wrong, depending on what side of the fence you're on on this. But when they change when they change the logo, that to me that's like admitting guilt. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 when they change the logo, to me that's like admitting guilt. Like like I don't. To me that was like the first step of. Well, what do you think about all this? Did you think Chief Wahoo was offensive? I mean. I mean, do we think the Cleveland Browns? I mean, I'm sorry, uh, other teams. I don't know why I brought them up, but you know, I, I actually I mean, have a very specific take on this. You know, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Cleveland Indians or the Redskins. I'm not saying it okay, was yeah, like, that's where I was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's not like a hill I was really trying to die on because I know there are both sides of the fence. Like, like for example, back in Norman, Oklahoma, I know a Native American man who was a huge Redskins fan. And so, like, I, I don't feel like it's my right to speak for all those people. But on the other hand, like, so my wife is Native American, and she's, like, super against all that. So, like, you know what I mean? I, I see both sides of that. But, but you know, I think, I think who does it as tastefully as it can be done is the Florida State Seminoles. And, and I think there's a couple of reasons for that. A, they got the tribe's permission. B, it's an actual, like, tribe, like, like, like naming a team, the Indians is kind of like saying like the blacks or like the Asians. Like it's not specific enough. It's kind of like all encompassing. It's kind of lumping a lot of people together. And so I like the, how specific the Seminoles is. 
and it's like specific to that region like that is on Seminole land like that is like it's not the ma I, and I think the word mascot can be a little troublesome but that does represent that region that soil that patch of dirt the Seminoles and I do believe they paid them millions of dollars to use that so I think they go about it in a better way than either the Indians or the Redskins did. You just enlightened me. I had no idea the history behind that. See, ladies and gentlemen, another reason why Dominic here is the top of the game. Like, I had no idea about that Seminoles, man. That, that was great. I had well, no idea. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, no, so it's just like, like I said, I don't think, like I said, because I, too, am against cancel culture. Now, do I think, think like, nothing is off limits? Like, every, like there are maybe some things we could do without, but, like, uh, but I do think that people have gone way too far with it and are afraid of their own shadow and, and are making mountains out of molehills. I think, I think that happens all the damn time. So, so I, totally, I totally feel you on that. And I do think there's a fine line. And like I said, I, I think that like the Florida State Seminoles do a good job of, of, of walking that fine line. Um, but like I said, the Cleveland Indians, like I said, just looking at it from like a legal perspective, right? Like, like in, in the court, right? If you've made an apology, like an apology can be an admission of guilt. That's why, like, like yes. people like would lawyer up and they'd never apologize and they can never admit guilt because they lawyered up and they have a settlement or whatever. So by that definition, like to me, the Cleveland Indians changing their mascot, like their physical picture, to me is almost like that apologizing equals guilt type of like. I don't know. Maybe I'm stretching right. that, but I don't know. But do you know? But, do you know? Who, you know? Go ahead. No, it's uh, you know who played it really you know who played it really good was Washington the Washington football team every single team should be that the Chicago baseball team the Columbus soccer team like it should all just be that simple choose some colors boom let's play nobody's in the stadiums anyway you know, oh, dude, I'll be real. I, I got to disagree on that take. But just as, like, a sports fan, it reminds me of, like, if you create a team on Madden, but then, like, don't finish making it. Like, you just leave it all on default. Like, you, you don't pick a logo or anything. It's just, like, I don't know. Right. It, just, it, looks, it looks like like, a, like you're simulating games in the future on your, on your Madden franchise, and there's, like, a new expansion team that, like, I don't know. It just, it, it's rough on the eyes. But I do, in principle, we are probably making too much out of that. Um, but yeah, to bring it back, how we even got down that rabbit hole was just, I was asking you to describe Alex Ohio. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Alex Jones is in Ohio right now. That That's what, that's what we were talking about. But, but no, uh, he's in our head. <laughs> oh man. And, but, but, but Ohio's a great, it's a great, um, it's a great sports state. I think, and that's something that I can relate to being from Oklahoma. Like Oklahoma's known essentially for like country music and athletics and, and, uh, and, and, and a lot of and yeah, so it just seems like a great place to be a sports fan. They're they're one of the close to pioneers when it comes to medical marijuana, right? Like they like they've been in it. Like they've said that it's not a hot, hugely populated state, and they knocked it out of the park. That's right? I, I swear to God, you are like psychic or something. My next question I have written down. And he has no way of knowing this. I did not send him this list. My next question was Ohio cannabis laws question mark. I shit you not. Oh my god. So it's so it's medicinal. Okay. Right? Um and it's it's decriminalized everywhere. You have up up to about seven ounces 
to just be offered to just be issued a citation. Now, if you have just two grams, I'm not going to get in trouble. But if you got a if you got a crack pipe, or if you're wanted for some, or if you yeah. if you've got criminal tools, you're going to jail. Yeah, um, yeah. It, we're seeing the laws become more individually responsible. That's where it needs to be at, not this blanket. Well, you have you have 28 grams. That's an ounce. You're selling it. Oh, you got scales. That's it. You're not sending that in the mail. Like it's the laws are being passed now with individual responsibility, and I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. Um, yeah, I, I had no idea. So Ohio, you said they were one of the first medical states, right? No, we weren't one of the first. No, 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 oh, no. Oh, okay. um, uh, yeah, we weren't one of the first, uh, but um, we were one of the first to decriminalize it, like, officially. Oh, Toledo, cool. in Toledo in 2014, really, uh, that's, a, that's a progressive city in the northwest. Uh, um, they really took it, uh, they, they started it for the state of Ohio, really. We could have had medical and recreational in 2016, Um but the way that the bill was written, it was being chastised as like a monopoly. Oh. And uh, it was just, it was misinformation. Uh, the sticking point was only big lots of land by one owner or conglomerate of owners and renting out spaces to grow. Like, it's so convoluted. Yeah. I'm so, yeah. Glad we're, I'm so, I'm so glad we're past it. Now it's medical and uh, there are, there are measures uh, there are there are uh, opportunities this next voting cycle to make it recreational. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, uh, man, what a perfect way to end it. Because yeah, man, I, I so I moved to Cali. I moved to to the Bay um, in 2016. Like literally, like I, almost at the exact same time that recreational kicked in. And and everybody tells me that everything was way better before it went wreck. Like. Like people here, like harken back to the medical days of the good old days, but um, because like whenever it goes wreck, you get a bunch more taxes. Which I mean, obviously, if the money's being used right, but who trusts politicians to do that? And then and then you get way more taxes, and then there's like limits too. Like so, like now, like you can only buy like a hundred milligram edibles like in, in a package, but like back in the medical days, they could be like as strong as they wanted to. So it just got like much more regulated and much more taxed when it went wreck. But I mean, obviously there's upsides to it, but. I, I would like to uh, give an amendment to uh, Ohio and what it's all about. I'd like for you to go look up Meigs County Marijuana, M-E-I-G-S. Before I was even a young, a young buck experimenting with anything, everybody knew that Meigs County Marijuana was Meigs County Marijuana. So wow. that, that's actually a strain. That's actually a strain now, and uh, I just wanted to put that in there for uh, your 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 plethora of listeners and watchers in case they come to Ohio to look for that strain in the local dispensaries. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And, and yeah, that's just I don't know. Cannabis has always been a part of my podcast, and I, it's a very I have a very pro cannabis podcast. So I definitely wanted to touch on that, especially just because like because like so I like when I left Oklahoma. It was completely illegal. Like, like the police treated weed like it was meth or crack or heroin. Like they were like kicking, they were kicking down people's doors. They were searching people's cars, pulling you out your car if they smelt it. Like it was bad. And then it's so wild 
Now, fast forward a couple of years, they they went medical, and there's like a dispensary on every single corner down there. Like it's like oversaturated, and like it's it's the wild west out there. It's like unregulated yet. It's medical, and and it's just it's crazy how fast that can change, and how fast it can change a whole. Just I don't know. I I. I I felt so much freer. Like I grew up having to like look behind me, like, Oh, is that a cop as I'm rolling a blunt? Like, you know what I mean? Just the peace of mind is, is priceless. Peace of mind. You're right. Well, it's personal responsibility and that, and that's how this should, this should be. That's how it should be regulated to be quite honestly. Yeah. Quit with all the, quit with all the damn taxes too, because I mean, uh, the street is really giving dispensaries a run for their money when it comes to price unfortunately oh oh yeah i know i know out here it's almost half price so i've heard um and uh yeah it, it, like like allegedly uh, allegedly yeah i mean i mean an ounce at a dispensary i mean of anything decent you're gonna be hard pressed yeah about like 250 to three and i mean it's gonna be good but it's gonna be expensive on the streets you can get a nice ounce and i mean a nice ounce for 150 bucks like you know what I mean? It's uh, that that's what that's what the kids say. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that yeah. allegedly. I, I keep hearing these things. I I got my ear to the streets, but uh, but yeah, man. But but see, talking about black market and how that affects prices. So back in Oklahoma, like when I was like a young buck, like I don't know, I was out there active at a young age. I was probably like fourteen, fifteen years old, and uh, I mean, I remember an ounce of weed was like of good weed in Oklahoma when it was illegal was like you're probably pushing four hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah, because you're paying for the sketch factor. Like somebody's risking their freedom to bring you that sack of weed. I I didn't I didn't start I didn't start using marijuana until I was about eighteen nineteen years old. Um, when I when I I started to reinvent its purpose when I got sick. Okay. Uh, now I just now it's just now it's just part of my life, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely a huge part of it, and, and like. Yeah. I just, I always feel like cannabis, people try to like over explain their cannabis use. Like, 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 like you, like everybody needs to have a reason or like, like dog, like, like, A, I like it. And B, like, like you ain't about to stop me from doing it and C, like mind your business. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't need like some clinical diagnosis to smoke weed. Like, I don't know. Like, like, but but everybody, that's like the thing, right? Like like I, especially like like I don't know amongst new smokers or places where it's recently been legalized, like like I don't know people. That's like the first thing that comes out of their mouth, like oh yeah, I do, but for X Y Z, and it's like no, I didn't even ask. And it's because of my neck and my back, all in PTSD, and and plus I'm scared of me. Like yeah, it's okay, yeah, right. I get it. Yeah yeah right. It's legal for. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like get anxious sometimes? Who doesn't get sad sometimes? Who doesn't have a rough night sleeping sometimes? You know what I mean? It's just it's it's great. Like uh, actually, I'm not I'm not much of an edible guy because usually I just go to I either they don't hit me or I go to sleep. Like I can never find that sweet middle ground. And uh, but last night I, I took it for that purpose. I took some edibles before I went to bed. And man, talk about medicine. I woke up feeling like a million bucks. Like I didn't even drink any coffee and I was ready to like run through a brick wall. And <laughs> Good for you. That's great. Ladies and gentlemen, right here, marijuana as a medicine. Yes, Testimony. Exactly. Testimony. Exactly, brother. Um and then um 
I I want to kind of end on this final question, um, maybe a little deeper or whatever. But I know you're a man that and you know you've told me you've you've had to start over a time or two, and, and I want I want you to talk on just like your advice to anybody starting over, like because I feel like it's a thing that people don't talk about. Or, or, you know, everybody likes to act like they were overnight success or don't talk about, you know. But, yeah, just like, to, like if you're if you were giving advice to somebody that's starting over or wanting to, like, do better for themselves, you know what I'm saying? Like, take the floor. Cool. I, real simple. Don't lie. One of the first questions that we lie about is when somebody says, are you okay? I'm good. I'm okay. Most of the time, we aren't. And the reason that people are asking us is they can tell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even people that, we, even people that we've never met before, never spoken to you, one-off one connection, honey, you okay? Oh, I'm fine. The only reason they ask is because they know you're not. Yeah. So, totally. listen, 98% of my starting over was because of the damage I caused. Right? I never really realized that until after a long time. Um, and sometimes we have to start over because we don't have control over it. Don't lie. When we do that, it sets a barrier up. No matter, I would rather, I would rather, seriously, I'd rather tell you a nasty truth than have to live a shitty lie over yeah, yeah, and I, I want to just interject briefly because I think because I couldn't agree more with anything you said. But I think like my little spin on it, like my little thing that sprinkle on top is just when we say lie, it's not always to other people either, right? Like it, don't lie to yourself. Often can be so much of the problem. And and, and uh, man, and, and I, I was fortunate, man. Like like whenever I moved out here to San Jose, I didn't do it for the purpose of starting over. Like that's not why I did it. I actually ended up here kind of by accident, but I, 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 I used it as an opportunity to, you know what I'm saying? Like whether I kind of like to or not. And like, whenever you're in your hometown and you're around all the same influences, like you, you think you know who you really are, but you're really just like your environment. And then I was, I was out here literally didn't know a soul. And like, I don't know, it was almost like a, trippy experience of like there's no running from yourself there's no lying to yourself when you're the only person you know for hundreds of thousands of miles like you you're all you got and like i don't know here's, that's a, here's another th here's another thing i'll add to the answer of your question um show me your circle and i'll show you your future right like it's who we choose to have live rent free in our head with us day day in day out who do we socialize with who do we who do we uh who do we discuss who do we share with it's a trust game man that's a trust game you gotta trust yourself first it's powerful man Give yourself it's powerful yeah just like what you it's like intake and outtake right like our out, intake and output like the more things you're consuming if they're negative or just even being around negative energy and i guess and that's where I kind of put my little hippy dippy take on like kind of a lot of things you say where like how, because I believe energy is real, man. Like that's how you said people can tell when you're not good, your energy's off. You can. And then even what I'm saying to bring a full circle is like, if you are around bad energy and people putting out bad energy, it soaks in, it seeps in. 
Somebody make me a meme. <laughs> there you go. There you go, man. But, uh, but yeah, man. I've had a good time, man. Yeah, no, this was phenomenal, brother. And like I said, I, I, I thank you so much. Um, something tells me this won't be thank the you. last collaboration. But, uh, yeah, no, man, uh, thanks for just, this all goes back to you reaching out that first day. You had me on your show, and then you were kind enough to come on mine. Um, this will be um, live tomorrow at the latest, um, and I'll shoot you I'll shoot you the link and everything. But, uh, yeah, man, thank you so much, brother. Hey, man, more on that in a moment. That's me. That's my family's testimony. That's my blog. That's my vlog and podcast. You came on. I appreciate it. We're going to have that out for season two. Me coming on here, man, it's just another tool in my toolbox. You know, it's just another connection. And uh, yeah. you're right. We're probably, we're probably going to do some type of hashtag mashup. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Good vibes. Blessings to you. Hey, your wife does a great YouTube page, by the way. My kids are subscribed to it, right? So we're, look, we're looking for more content. So, so oh, awesome. tell your wife good, good stuff. Hey, it was great talking to you. Let's talk again. Yeah, thank you so much, brother. Appreciate it. Enjoy your day. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Yeah. Thanks, brother.